a wild weekend in college football. The coaching carousel in full motion. Uh, the football playoff is as convoluted as it's been all year as we hit the end of the regular season. And, and to break it all down, we welcome on Dan Wetzel of Yahoo. And, uh, Dan, thanks again for coming on. Uh, first of all, Greg Schiano, it looked like he was going to be the head coach at Tennessee. What exactly transpired where now that's not going to happen? Well, there was a, a big uproar from the fan base, the Tennessee fans, um, who did not want Greg Schiano to be the coach. A lot of them voicing, I guess they really thought they could get a better coach, weren't impressed with his credentials, whatever it was. Um, and part of what became the rallying cry against Greg Schiano was that he had once worked at Penn State for five years back in uh, the early 90s under defensive coordinator Jerry Sandusky. And uh, at one point in the uh, extremely lengthy and complex Penn State Jerry Sandusky scandal was uh, had his name mentioned in a uh, sort of a rumor that he had ever that he had once uh, seen Sandusky doing something. That rumor was uh, is really hearsay and was never. There's no supporting evidence or corroboration or anything like that, and, and uh, uh, everyone involved denied, including Shiano, that he that he had anything on that. But it was it was used to uh, to really tear him down and tear him down as a candidate. And within a matter matter of hours, they went from uh, a, a kind of written memorandum of understanding to uh, Shiano being being not hired and uh, staying with Ohio State. And that rumor uh, that, you know, ends up hurting him at, at Tennessee, what kind of damage do you think that might do to Shiano if he wants to become a head coach anywhere again? Uh, you know, it's it's unknown, but it, it very well may prevent him for a while, um, which I think is unfortunate. But, you know, he you, – you have this backlash, and what really was is, is you know uh, – uh, you know, it, it, it was social media and and uh, uh, and some of the volunteer fans just going from, hey, there's there's an allegation. Again, it's it's a very loose allegation. It's it's double hearsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was done in a in a civil suit. Uh, it was never, you know, the, the prosecutors in Pennsylvania, which pursued the case very seriously, never went after Shiano, never went after his other assistant coach involved, Tom Bradley. No victim ever came forward saying, yeah, Shiano saw me. Nobody ever sued Shiano for this. No ever shoot, sued Tom Bradley. There's no evidence. There's no corroboration. There's no proof. There's nothing else except for this one really, this one line that it, that it may have happened. And, you know, I don't know. Maybe it did. But you certainly can't come to the conclusion that so many of the Tennessee fans did. I mean, they wrote, they painted up a rock on the Tennessee campus saying, Greg Shiano, uh, covered up child rape at Penn State. Mm. Uh, you know that's just a flat out. That's just flat out wrong and, and completely unfair. Even if you were going to be suspicious of it, which I think is is fair to look into, there's just zero to back that claim up. Yeah. And yeah. so what happened in this was so many fans were so angry at the idea of Shiano, they just took it to an extreme. It'd be one thing to say, hey. I, you know, I, I have some questions here, or I'm concerned that anybody was involved at Penn State at that time, or what what's the story here? To go and say there's there's a really loose uh, you know loose allegation, and then all of a sudden just say he did it, mm-hmm. you're convicted. 
fairly terrifying, but sort of how social media and, and the way things work now, nobody bothers to wait to find out or read the details of what actually happened. They're just grabbing a paint can and painting a rock or, uh, or, or, or sending it out on Facebook or Twitter or whatever. And it had a significant impact as we chat with Dan Wetzel of Yahoo. So what will be next for Tennessee? If it feels like the Volunteers fans are not going to be happy unless it's John Gruden. Uh, I mean, uh, w- w- what happens with that job now after, you know, coaches see what, what happened here with Shiano? Yeah, I mean, it's it's plan, you know, D here or whatever it is for Tennessee. I don't think Shiano was their first choice. Gruden's not taking the job. Mm-hmm. Um, Chip Kelly isn't going there. He's going to go to UCLA. Dan Mullen from Mississippi State going to my uh, going to Florida. Um, I don't know what their next move is, I didn't, and I don't think they knew. They they had settled in and spent you know the last three weeks vetting and investigating everything about Greg Schiano, including this claim, and felt very comfortable with what they were going to do. Then they backtrack and uh, after the fans revolt, mm-hmm. which isn't really the kind of leadership you need uh, to do this, particularly when it's the accusation just isn't is improvable. So I don't know. Um, they may go to get T. Martin, who was a great player there and is a coordinator at USC. But that's a huge jump to go from coordinator to head coach of the, uh, in the SEC. And maybe T. does a great job, maybe he doesn't. The thing about college football hires or any hires is you really never know. You know, there were, uh, you know, there were Patriots fans worried that Bill Belichick would be a good hire. You know, it, it worked out. Nobody knows whether a guy's going to do a good job or not, for sure. And, and and it's often you get lucky with the later things. I still think they're going to get a good candidate. They pay a lot of money. Neyland Stadium seats 100000 It's a great university to, to be the football coach at. But this is a truly bizarre and kind of unprecedented deal where fans overrode the athletic director in a matter of a few hours. Uh, and use the, uh, you know, use the story that's really uh, unfortunate uh, to do so with no concern about the reputation of of, of Greg Schiano. Sure, uh, you talk about no guarantees in uh, in coaching. Uh, UCLA is hoping they have a guarantee as they bring in Chip Kelly, uh, a major hire for them. Is UCLA football, can they get to the level that, say, Oregon was at with Chip Kelly um, right away? Do, the, do they have what it takes now that Kelly is involved to you know, challenge USC uh, there in the Pac-12? Well, if there is one, the closest thing to a guarantee in this year's hirings would be Chip Kelly. Uh, he did such a remarkable job at, at Oregon, and you put him at UCLA where recruiting should be easier. There's, you know, the biggest – predictor of talent of, of success in college athletics is your proximity to talent how how many local kids can you get and that's always the struggle at Oregon now they had other advantages at Oregon namely that they deal with Nike but you're always trying to pull some kid out of Texas or Southern California go all the way up there uh, in this case there's plenty of kids in LA and there's plenty of other kids that want to live in LA so he should be able to get the athletes and the talent to win at UCLA he certainly was a pioneering coach when he was at, at Oregon. Now, I think the question is, has everybody sort of caught up to how Oregon used to do things? It's not that it's not a novelty anymore. Um, and so, you know, can he adapt to that? But this was a great college football coach. And so uh, this is a great hire for UCLA, which has always had tremendous potential in football, but hasn't done much in, in the last few decades.
And we're talking right now with Dan Wetzel of Yahoo. Uh, this past weekend, Auburn upsets Alabama. Miami loses to Pittsburgh. So you know, a little shuffle at the end of the regular season here. If you had to forecast it now, what do the final four, the, the, the college football playoff teams look like? You know, my, my guess would be that Ohio State beats Wisconsin, so I would go on that route. And I think your top four will be um, – I mean, I guess I'm predicting the games here. Uh, I guess I'll go with Auburn. Although I, I don't know, this is a lot of games in a row for them to win. Let, let me I, let me say it. I, I'll say Georgia wins the SEC. Clemson wins the ACC. They're in. Oklahoma wins the Big Twelve. They're in. And I think Ohio State beats Wisconsin, and they put Alabama in. I'm not so sure Ohio State doesn't have a better resume. I think Ohio State probably has a better resume than Alabama, but. Um, they may go with the one loss tied and, and, and put them in the playoff again. We've, we've Alabama's the only team to qualify for all the playoffs uh, so far. Uh, so that would be my four. That would be my prediction with the predicted games, but obviously a lot can change and, you know, Ohio state could get in Alabama, could get in Alabama could get left out. Um, you know, and, and obviously Miami could win, and, and maybe if Miami wins, Clemson with two losses really doesn't have a bad resume. So there's a lot of different things that could happen here. But what about Batman's strength of schedule here, and they're at a conference uh, which has been criticized. They played Florida State to begin the year. Florida State was supposed to be a contender, but they lost their quarterback, Francois, in that game. Can you say that Bama you know, beat what was supposed to be a decent Florida State team then, but Florida State's whole season changed because of that game and because of the injury to the quarterback should they they get extra points for that than just saying, oh, Florida State had a bad year; they weren't good at all. Well, you know this is <laughs> this is the this is the question. What do you do? Yeah. Alabama beat Florida State so soundly, including injuring their quarterback, that Florida State was never the same again. But we don't know that because we don't really know how good Florida State was going to be. We perceived that they were going to be good, mm-hmm. and we expected them to be, but it was that bad year. So then. You know, this is the tough part with college football. You try to schedule this great game and have a top five win, and it turns out to just be, you know, you would have been better off playing, who knows, you know, any number of teams. Um, I don't know what you do with Alabama. And their their SEC schedule isn't great, and their their strength of schedule, which usually is, is very strong because they play one very good non-conference game and then ride all the all the very good teams in the SEC just isn't there this year. I don't know. Uh, that's going to come down the committee because, again, other teams have better resumes and number of victories and even losses than Alabama does. That said, Alabama only has one loss, and they're Alabama. And so, you know, how much does that brand matter? How much is it that they really dominated most of the rest of their season? Uh, can you, you know, is the committee willing to really do this without Alabama in it, a one-loss Alabama? We're going to find out. It's going to be going to be very interesting. Uh, not only what they choose, but for whatever reason they invent up for, for how they choose it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Dan Wetzel of Yahoo, we appreciate you breaking everything down. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, man. Take care.